From the PSIA AASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Robin Barnes is joining us from a long ways away today. Where are you, Robin? George, I'm overlooking the Laguna Lake in Portillo, Chile right now. That sounds absolutely beautiful, but the uh, ski season, ski and ride season has been cut short. Is that true? It's true. We're a little bit low on snow this season, and so we're about to approach our last week of the season. Which really kind of leads us into our topic of goal setting with you. Um, you know, you had some goals for this season, and nature kind of cut them short. How are you dealing with that? Well, pretty good. I think Mother Nature certainly cut the the quantity of our season, but it really didn't interfere too much with the quality of our season. We had a lot of guests that had a lot of big smiles on their faces all season long, and staff is happy. So, yes, we're calling it quits a little bit earlier than ideal but um, not without a lot of happy customers. Which is great to hear. Now, you wrote an article for uh, 32 Degrees on goal setting. Why is that such an important topic to you? Oh, I think, I think that setting goals is such an important topic to me because I've, I've tried to be successful both in being very specific with how I set my goals and in just sort of winging it and putting my head down and fashion against the wall and and without a doubt the successes I've had have come from the times where I've I've done a good job setting goals and setting very specific steps and employing help and the times where I thought not nah, just pure hard work is going to get me through it well usually didn't and I think folks that I've trained and worked with and been around um, both people who have helped mentor me and people that I've helped mentor I, I think Pretty much in every case, those of us that take the time to clearly define our goals and make goal statements and make good plans, that's, that's definitely going to pave a road to success and, and satisfaction. Now, you've got a lot of details there that I'd like to get into. Right off the bat, you said specific goals. I know when I go into a, a bike race, really my overriding goal is I want to do the best that I'm capable of doing. And my coach always says, George, you got to get more specific than that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is specificity so important when we're setting our goals? Because it, you know, the the puppy that chases his tail around. <laughs> I think when the goals aren't specific, that's the way we progress. And if doing your best means that your PR on your last ride was such and such, well, your best needs to be. What's your goal? Is it? 5% better, 0.5% better, something like that. And if, if in your preparations you know what that specific target is, then you're not just going to be chasing your tail around in circles, but you have a very specific bullseye and can, can come up with a plan that takes you right towards that end goal, that specific goal. So such as a race or things like that where you have a very attainable measure, what if I just want to be a better teacher this year? Um, how can I get specific with that? Oof, there's a myriad of different ways. So a better teacher, and what does that mean? Do you want to be a better communicator? Do you want to be a better demonstrator? Do you want to do a, do you want to be quicker at doing movement analysis so that when you prescribe a plan for your student, you've taken up less time to do that? So let's assume that being a better communicator is one way that you'd like to become a better teacher, which is a noble and admirable and, and, very effective way to become a better teacher. So how can you come across that? You can ask your peers for feedback. 
you can go listen to other people public speak and see how they express themselves and what other nuances they use other than words. Um, but again, being a better teacher is so general. What is it about being a better teacher? What do you value in that? What are you passionate about that you can therefore make a specific goal and therefore some relevant goal statements about that? Now, I want to delve in that into that a little bit more because when I said I want to be a better teacher, uh, you immediately came up with some specific topics on where you can improve because being a better teacher is very broad. Um, and as you're listing them off, quicker at MA, uh, better communicator, of course, I want to be better at all those things. And that's not really going to help me either, is it, if I, if I have too many goals? I think you can have a lot of goals and that again, is admirable, but you don't want to bite them off all at the same time. You want to take little bites, little specific bites, so that you can celebrate the small successes along the way and make sure that your plan attacks one at a time and not just a, a shotgun approach at, at all of them. Now, how do I measure something like becoming a better communicator? I don't have a time or anything there that I can uh, achieve. So how do I know that I'm getting better? Well, again, you're going to have to take that down one more step and be more specific with it. Do you want to be a better communicator with regard to how you give feedback? And so you can go out with your peers, for example, and you can ask, you can say, here's exactly how you want to give feedback. You want to make sure, let's say you, you enjoy the, the positive, negative, positive approach, for example. Not saying I necessarily buy into that, but I don't, not buy into it either, but let's just say that that's what your goal is. And then you can have your peers listen to you and you can practice with your peers and make sure that that's how you're delivering your feedback, that you say, I really like the way you're entering your turn. Let's see if on this next time you can keep your weight balance and your outside ski through the whole turn. And by the way, the rhythm that you have doing that is very good. So that would be a very specific outcome that you want to use the positive, negative, positive format. And therefore, you can be measurable with that by asking your peers to help you with that. And let's say nine out of the 10 times you want to get the feedback from them that you achieved that goal. Now, as a peer who's giving feedback, a lot of times it's hard for us to be uh, critical. So when someone is really asking us to help them achieve a goal, the best thing we can do is really be honest with them on our feedback. Yes, yeah, spot on. Exactly. And that's one of the things I write about in my article is one of the steps in preparing goals is to share your goals with other people and enlist support for them. And by all means, if, if we're asking someone to give us support and we're sharing our goals with them, candidness, honesty is, is absolutely paramount. And without that, they're probably not going to be the best person to share it with us. So if we're asking someone for support in this, the best thing that we can do to coach them to help us is to ask them for good objective feedback. If it's something very concrete, for example, rather than say you did a good job or you did a bad job giving feedback, that person could say you did a positive, you did a negative, and you did a positive. So that's objective in that case, and then I can interpret whether that's positive or negative. And again, instead of saying you did a bad job, you can say, well, you gave the positive feedback and the negative feedback, but you omitted the last positive. So therefore, there's not a judgment called there. They're just being very objective with what you did. And then I can interpret that um, to see how it 
how it intertwines with my original goal. So if we used a different goal as an example, let's say I wanted to do 50 short radius turns in the fall line, and I was asking a coach, I listed that support, and they said, well, you got to 25, and that's very concrete feedback that I can use. I didn't get to 50 versus, well, you didn't do that. That wasn't a very good run. I can't take anything away from that was a bad run. There is nothing specific there, but again, something very measurable um, I can take because that's objective feedback versus him or her sharing an opinion with me. Yeah. And that's funny because I generally know when I do a bad run <laughs> and that attitude I think can make us hard to coach because um, I know for someone like me, it's very easy to be overly hard on myself. And I think a lot of people may be that way. So how can we get over that where we can really focus on those specific goals and get over ourselves? Yeah, we can certainly be our, our own worst enemies at times, right? And say, get down and say, oh, that wasn't a bad run. I didn't like that. But then again, if we take, if we take our goal statements and what's important to us and what we value in it, then I can start to say, well, boy, I'm about halfway down there. I no longer kept my weight against my outside ski. So then that's something very specific I can work on instead of hammering myself about saying it was a bad run, it was a bad run. Give myself something very specific and very concrete that I can work towards. Now, speaking of specific goals, uh, exams. Uh, let's say I'm a level one or a level two, and maybe I've tried my level two or level three exam, and maybe even a couple of times, and have had some real troubles out there, uh, and I'm down on it, and I've got a, a kind of a uh, block about trying again, what are some things we can do to really prepare and, and set some specific goals that are achievable and attainable with the exams? Or, or what if we've decided we really don't want to continue there? And what are some things we can do that would still improve us as instructors, even if we're not moving forward in the uh, exam hierarchy? Well, answering the first part of that question first, George, let's say that someone's person is to pass a level two or a level three exam. In setting goals, it's going to have to be way more specific than that. It's going to, the goal setting is going to have to go towards the process. So in other words, I'm going to work with my coach twice a week in working on my short radius turns in the moguls so that I can develop a really solid upper lower body separation. And something like that where there's a process, success in that process is going to ultimately achieve that goal. If you think about uh, interviews we see with professional athletes on television and the interviewer asks the athlete what they're going to focus on for tomorrow's game or tomorrow's performance, you never really hear them say, I'm going to come up and I'm going to win. They say, well, I'm going to just keep my tactics strong or the team. We're going to keep our defense strong. We're going to use the same strategy we've been using all season that's been successful. It's always process-based versus we're going to come here, we're going to show up, or we're going to win. And I think it's really important as we start preparing for exams that we focus on those specific parts. Our five fundamentals, for example. You know, I'm going to work on maintaining weight towards my outside ski, and I'm going to do these drills every single morning as my warm-up run, and I'm going to ask one of my buddies to come out here and, and practice with me so I have some support there. And things like that that are process-driven are, in the end, going to be way more effective towards achieving the long-term goal of a level two or a level three 
than just simply coming out there and saying, I'm going to take my level three. That doesn't give me any kind of direction or specificity or anything measurable um, to help me through that process. Now, are you someone who ascribes to maybe writing those down? I know I had a friend who won the U.S. Pro National Championship, and he posted a picture of the list of goals that he wanted to attain for the season and how he was going to do that. He had it taped up onto his bathroom wall. I remember when that came up on Facebook. (laughs) Um, I'm entirely a fan of writing down goals. I have a, a quote that I really like by a man named Steve Maraboli. I honestly don't know who he is, um, but the quote is, if you have a goal, write it down. If you don't write it down, you don't have a goal, you have a wish. And I agree with that 100%. Having something written down gives you something tangible. It tasks you through that process of being clear enough with your goal that you can write it down in a concise format writing it down with the same passion that you have for the goal is really important. Um, I think we've probably all heard of SMART goals, which are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. But I put a a W at the beginning of that, so it's W-S-M-A-R-T-S, because I think, again, like like this quote, if you don't write it down, it's a wish. It's not a goal. You have to write it down and... I know for myself in preparing for this interview with you right now, George, I just reread my article and, and I wrote it with a lot of passion. It's something I really feel strongly about. And as I reread this, I got really fired up. My heart got accelerated. I got excited. I got excited and emotional about it. And if we're taking the time to write down goals that are meaningful for us, we should write them down with that same passion so that whether you read it every day or you put it away for a week, you should read it and you should get fired up and excited about it. And it should, it should be a call to action for you. I love the focus you're talking about here, Robin. Now, again, as instructors earlier, you were talking about maybe a sports interview where uh, the athlete was saying, this is what I want to get out of, of today's event. Um, Can you bring that into us as instructors? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like as ski and snowboards, instructors, we should look at ourselves as athletes. And as athletes, we should care enough about what we do that we should set very specific goals for that and and plans to achieve those. And that goal might be a level of certification. It might be a faster time in a race course. It might be creating more return clients. It might be communicating more concisely. It may mean being more playful. doesn't matter, but we should look at ourselves as being athletes and care enough about it to take the time to set some goals for ourselves. Now, Robert, in conclusion, uh, you know, a lot of times I do have goals and dreams going into a season or an event and I don't achieve them. And that can really leave me feeling kind of wrecked. Uh, so having these goals, it seems like there could be a good and a bad. How can we deal with failure? Yeah, awesome question. I I personally have taken out of my own personal value system that the word failure doesn't connote negativity in my mind. Um, certainly, children, when they're learning how to walk, fall down and get up and fall down and get up, or you could argue that they fail many times before they can get up and walk across the room to grab that cookie, right? Um, so failures are necessary in order to achieve successes. In the very end, I think it's really important to recognize that our self-worth 
isn't tied to achieving or failing to reach a goal. Sometimes it's hard to take your lumps. Sometimes you rejoice in your successes and both of those are warranted. So although hopefully we set our goals and work towards them with every fiber of our being, those goals aren't our own being. So hopefully our character will always prevail in determining our self-worth independent of our failures and achievements. Robin Barnes, thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure, George Thomas. Sounds like this is a topic where you have a lot of passion and actually writing that article must have been a lot of fun for you. I loved it. I got fired up. I um, reflected a lot. I talked to a lot of other people and hopefully somebody else gets inspired from it and gets to work. Robin Barnes joining us on First Chair from the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.